Welcome to our Pnimi. This is Sarah Tova Beth. We are learning the mind of, of uh, Yadaita, Kafresh and Zion of the Rebbe Rashab, about knowing Hashem and knowing, experiencing every fiber of our being, that Hashem, as He is in, as He appears miraculously, is also in the in everyday life, and um, it gives us the ability through this mimer to experience them as one unit. That Havaya hu ha'elakim. Know that Hashem, in the miraculous way, is also Hashem in everyday life. It's a crucial. It's a crucial point to come to at this point in history. Um, that's the way it will be in Yemaisa Mashiach that we will experience the miracles in everyday life, and we will experience everyday life as a miracle. Okay. So, um, here we are on page Nemvav of the Mimer. Okay. Um, okay. So we have all these worlds of Tilas and Bria and Yitzhir and Asiya, so the fact is, the world of Bria and the world of Yesia and Asiya, um, they are limited. You know, things, Hashem appears in a very, very different way in each of these worlds. You can't compare something that's limited to something that's unlimited. They're two completely different things. The light in its very essence, when we're talking about spiritual light, which, you know, in its very essence, and Hashem contracted and makes the world, it completely, the essence of the light is completely kind of not on the level of the creation, of the world. So, if you have these vessels that reveal the light in the world, down here, you know, you have, as we said in the other part, you have a car and you have an elephant and you have all these, you have these vessels that reveal the light in the world, that is not the essence of light. A car, an elephant, it's not the essence of light. So Shem expressing himself down in the world, it's not the essence of light. Then what is it? It's an external ray. It's just an external ray of the light. It's not the essence of the light. However, so when you look at a car, when you look at an elephant, is there anything that have anything to do with the essence of light? Oh yeah, it's in there. You can't see it. Which means that when we're looking now in a world that's ugly, corrupt, terrible, disgusting, confused, falling apart, you're actually looking at the essence of light, but it's so concealed that there's no way to know that you're looking at the essence of light except that you read about it in a mimer. So the mimer is basically telling you a truth that your eyes just can't deal with. Your eyes are not sophisticated enough to be able to see the truth right now. But your soul is. And when Tyrus speaks to your soul and tells you the truth, you know it's true. And the task today is to open our eyes. As we ever said, to open our eyes to see Mashiach so that our eyes become attuned 
to seeing the truth that so far only our soul can deal with, but we want our eyes to be able to see it too. So um, these vessels in the world, they malim alav, they they hide the light. So imagine here, you know, we have an elephant in the world, or you know, you have your pet parrot, you know, with a cage. There's your parrot. There's your budgie bird. Okay, I walk into your kitchen, and there you have a cage with your budgie bird. There is the essence of, of Hashem's light there, in there somewhere. Completely concealed. It looks like a budgie bird in a cage. It's concealing the essence of the light, etzema aura. But what, and there's only a ray of Hashem's light in this budgie bird cage. But parakeet, they call it parakeet. Um, we had a budgie bird called Billy Farfel. So the parakeet. So it it, it it conceals the essence of light. But what there is something revealed in this parakeet and the cage. What external light that you do see? Otherwise, you wouldn't see a you wouldn't see a parakeet. There wouldn't you wouldn't see anything. So the external light of Hashem is there being revealed. Not the but you don't see the internal light. They're both true. The inner light that you don't see, the external light that you do see, they're both true. The essence light is revealed, and at the same time, the external, the essence light is concealed. You don't see it. The external light is revealed. You do see it. They're both happening at the same time. Very interesting. When one is covered, the other one's revealed. Because Hashem's essence light is, is hidden, it makes it possible for his external light to be seen. And when his external light is seen, it probably hides his, his essence light. Viraya. So, what's an example of this? What's the proof? Where do you see that? How do you know? How do you know it's true that these vessels in the world, your parakeet, is not showing the essence of Hashem's light? How do you know that? From speech. You speak. It's basically telling people what you're thinking, what's in your head. Your speech, the letters of your speech, don't just reveal your external intellect. But, no, I'm sorry. Your speech only reveals the external stuff of your intellect, not the panemius. You're able to talk and fool everybody. Well, that's what we're dealing with in the world today. Mabeltov. That's what's happening today. People speak, and they're not necessarily, their speech is not necessarily revealing 
what they're really thinking. That's exactly what we're going through today and what is so traumatic today. All these people are talking, and you look at all the WhatsApp groups, and you see all these videos, and they're saying all these things, and you don't know if you should believe them or not. You're asking yourself, and people are debating it on WhatsApp groups, is what he's saying revealing what's really going on in his mind? Or is he telling you a lie? Well, how can his speech, isn't his speech supposed to reveal what's happening in his brain? Well, only the external part. The deep inner part of what's going on in his brain, his speech is not designed to reveal it. He can use his speech to hide what's really going on deep in his brain. Much of us seen about Sanhedrin. So let's take an example of Sanhedrin. So they would mishum the mishnah tameu agam shayu shnei safri adayanam shayu kaisim divreimas mezachichin divreim amichayim. So you're talking about the debates, etc. You know, coming up with a a a, a psak. Kershrashi the libe v'lakshvi anishim. In the Sanhedrin, what were they really thinking? What was their kavana? The great wisdom and the great light that they needed to reveal in the Sanhedrin could not be revealed with words. Just the external part of it. Words are just not enough of a vessel to really reveal the deep inner intention that you have. Not words, not speech. So your speech your speech can really be used to fool everybody, even yourself. In the positive and the negative. Sometimes we feel like, well sometimes we fool our, we surprise ourselves with our speech in um in a positive way, you know, oh really? You know, you'll go on this plane and find yourself saying all these unbelievable things and say, well, wow, I didn't know that I knew that. Is that what I really feel? You know, sometimes people go through guided healing experiences and they find themselves saying certain things, but they're surprised they said it. So the speech can be used both to your advantage and your disadvantage. It can be used in a good way to really express what your soul is saying that you didn't, you didn't know. But in general, it can kind of, it's there to express kind of what's externally available. So the same thing, the vessels above, they only reveal the external. The essence, the penis of the light is hidden. And there's one other example. The kaifas that you have in the limbs of your body. What's an example? The intellectual kayach. Where do you have it? In your brain. What kind of kayach do you have in your brain? The ability to think. The kayach and you have the kayach of vision in your eyes. You have the ability of thinking in your nefesh even before it goes into your brain. 
the and you even have the kayak of vision before it goes into your eyes. And in in your brain and in your eye, it's in a much more up sophisticated way, high higher way than the way it is than the way the kayak is when it comes into your limbs. We call makam in kayak as But the kayak of vision in your nefesh does not um, affect the ability to see something outside of yourself. I know it's all It doesn't have an effect on vision. The mashupa elis ata as it's affect it as it's doing now. And your ability to think and to work things through and intellectualize in a pulasa, it doesn't do what it does after his labshusa the mayach. It doesn't do what it does after it goes into the mayach. Um I'm not sure what that means actually. But but somehow I can't. Pro- I can't really say that I understand this, but somehow there's this spiritual kayak. Once you know it hits your brain, and once it hits hits your eyes, it's it's sort of coming in a different way. Why? Your nefesh, your soul, before it comes down into your body, as You have this kayak of thinking. Before it comes down into your body, where is it, and what is it? It's light, or asmi, essence light. Shena be'erch askel askela yilushem It's not um, yet ready for you to think thoughts. The kind of Thinking that you do when the kaya comes down into your brain, brain is a different kind of thinking and processing, so to speak, than before it hits your brain. Trying to think of an example of that, what that would look like, but in its essence, it's, it's in a very different, different form. I mean, you know, Lahabdo, very, very not sort of applicable, but when you have clay and you're just making the clay, you know, maybe it's, you know, you ever take clay powder and you mix it with water and now it becomes clay. That is not a bowl that is formed that you can put cereal and milk into. Very different form when it's just being formed as clay. Ultimately, if you form it into a bowl and you bake it in the kiln and you and it hardens and it dries and 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 you treat it, then you can use it for cereal and milk. The way it is, as it's just being formed into clay, it's really, really different. So we want to understand for ourselves. We have these kaisas of our nefesh, these abilities of our nefesh that are very, very high, very holy. And it's way before it actually comes down into your ability to see or move or walk or think. It's in a much more upgraded way. What's the advantage of that? 
we can't do anything with it. Who needs it? Okay. But think about this. When all of your kayak of your soul is in its pure form, it's unadulterated. It's intense power. It's intensely holy. It can be directed and and create light in the world that's very, very powerful. So just because it's not per se doing the stuff that you need, you know, well, I need to think, I need to move, I need to walk, I need that stuff is good. But your kaisas of your nefesh in their pure form, you're talking about pure gold, solid godliness. And it's very, very holy. So, because the nefesh, before it comes down into the body, because the nefesh, before it comes down into the body, and the ability to think on the level of it's not yet ready to be thinking things, thinking thoughts, it's not yet ready to think these actual physical thoughts. Oh, look, I see, I see a car over there. Oh, it's on the wrong side of the street. Oh, better move my car. Your, your, your light of your cycle, before it comes down into that, it's just pure light. So, what is my intellect doing, the kayak of my intellect doing when it's up in its primal form? Mm. It's grasping and understanding spiritual concepts like Gan Eden. My brain down here is like Gan Eden, I don't know, whatever that means. I don't know, I'm thinking about the parking spot. Oh no, wait, what time do I have to move my car to the other side of the street? One thirty? Oh no, I gotta that's what my brain is thinking down here. So somebody says, So what is Gun Aiden? It's like, I don't know, I'll tell you the truth. I really can't think about it because I have to move my car to the other side of the street. I don't want to get a ticket. Okay, so afterwards, what is Gun Aiden? Gun Aiden, uh Gun Aiden is uh I don't I, I don't know, I don't know, whatever. That's my brain power as it manifests down here. As it's up in its primal source, it has no problem understanding what Ganadin is. The very problems I have with my brain down here, they're limited. You know, my brain can relate to parking spots. Ganadin, not really. Now let's switch. Up there and in my primal source, my brain has no problem experiencing and understanding what Ganadin is. It's opposite. Right? They're opposites. Up there, yes, it can. Down here, no, it can't. And vice versa. And probably up there in its primal source, if you talk to, you know, my kayak of intellect and say, parking spot, what time do you have to move the car? It's like, what? Parking spot? Car? Move? Time? What is that stuff? So, um, the same thing with vision. Up in your spiritual source of vision, you see spiritual things. 
That's one of the reasons we learn my marm. We want to strengthen those kaifas of vision and of intellect. It gives us access to worlds that are crucial. These worlds of spiritual vision and, and spiritual understanding and gun aiding, these worlds are the places that if we can go there with our kaifas, we can transform the world at warp speed. But we need to get there. You know the famous story about the king who couldn't be cured and somebody figured out that he needed lion's milk and you really can't get lion's milk and one man volunteered that he would go and he figured out a whole system how to get lion's milk. It was a very complex system. He needed to go there and travel there and find the lion and, 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 and get the lion's milk. To affect the massive changes that the world needs from us, we need to travel to those places. Up in the spiritual realms, they're crucial places to go to. We have access to them. And they're available through the Maimon, especially. So to see spiritual things and be in spiritual places, which is crucial. We need to visit those places. We need to become familiar with them. And then we pull them down into this world. Those are places of pure truth. In a world of the world of lies and fake news, we need to bathe it in the light of pure truth. So we first need to visit those places where pure truth is the currency. And pull it down. And when we take all of these visions, these places that we've gone to, and we bring them, and these kaisas, and we bring them down into the body, then the or atmi, the light of the essence light, is hidden. Once it comes down here, and what do you see? Just the external light, which affects, you know, which allows you to function in the world. So it's a qual gadol. That every revelation of the essence is a concealment. When the essence of something is revealed, then there's going to be a concealment. You're going to experience the essence of something, but something outside of you will not see it. You know, sometimes like you can have a miracle and it's amazing and you feel this incredible thing. Then you tell the story to somebody and they're like, oh, nice. How is that possible? You felt like your, 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 your soul was on fire. You felt something so real, whether it's a miracle or an insight or something. There was something so powerful. Then you tell it to somebody and they're like, oh, yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you should write it into the miracle stories book. Why is it so, it feels, it doesn't even touch them. It barely touches them. It's so watered down. Because you experience the essence of it. When you try to tell it to them, you're not giving them the essence. You're giving them the externals of it. The essence you can't give to someone else. Usually. You're giving them the externals. They're like, yeah, hi. It's not, it's, it's, it's completely a different experience. Not the same wow. The essence, the helama asmi, ugili lagabezuah. So, the um, concealment of the essence, when the essential light is concealed, now 
you can give it over to somebody else. That's the catch-22. You have to dumb it down to be able to give it to somebody else. Maybe unless we speak soul to soul, and then you don't have to dumb it down. Well, that's what we see when we learn the Maimara. I guess the Rebbeim are having an essence to essence, maybe they all the time have an essence to essence experience with Hashem and with Tyre and with truth. I mean, I don't know one about them. And when we're in the Mimer, it's not dumbed down. Maybe we're able to experience what they experience, which is why it's so soothing to be in the, in the midst of a Mimer because you're in the world of truth. Alive, like not world of truth where people have to leave the world, to, but you're in the world of truth and living in the world of truth, and it's extremely comforting. Plus, plus. So now we understand the kalim of Vasilis. What do they hide? The essence of the ore, and what do they reveal? Just the externals, and when. When they hide the light, the pneumatic light and atmia, then they reveal the chatzayis of the light, the external light, so that they can do what they have to do in the nefesh. And that's why it's called Elohim. Well, here we go. That's why it's called Elohim. That is when Hashem says, now I'm going to switch to the name Elohim. Midas Adin. I'm going to restrict myself. I'm not just going to be unlimited. I'm going to express myself as, as we said, an elephant or a car or this or that. What need is again? I'm going to say, it's this and it's not that. It's a symptom that conceals the light and limits the light to be one thing and not another. And so all of the concealments in all the world, they're all curtains. They're all concealing. They're all separating one world from the other. And in the world itself, just like the curtain in a silas, there in a silas, there's a curtain between Meichen and Midas. There's a curtain. In a silas itself, there's a, there's a, there's a, a partition between um, thought and feeling, if you want to say that. The parts of Mastek has been a and then there's a another curtain between Atilus and Bria. And in the world of Bria, there are curtains. There's separation. And in the world of from the world of Bria to Yatira, there's separation. And it's blocked by a curtain. And between Yatira and Asiya. And in every single world, there are these curtains that sort of block and separate. All of this, this curtain thing and blocking and making and separating things, that's from Hashem as he calls himself. Elohim. That's Elohim. The And all the revelations. All the concealments are from Shein Elohim. And all the revelations are from Shein Yudkei Vav. So again, to repeat it, 
When Hashem's going to reveal himself, it's through, he calls it, it's through the, the energy of Yudke Vavke. When he's going to conceal himself, it's through the energy of Elohim. And here, just to go back to the beginning, here what the Rebbe Rashad is telling us is that there is a command in the Torah to mix the two together. Hashem as he conceals himself, Hashem as he reveals himself, and Hashem as he conceals himself. It's not a simple thing to do. And to know with a deep understanding and a deep knowledge that they are really one. It's just different forms of Hashem. This is the command. And through this mimer, the Rebbe Rashad opens us up to be able to actually do that. But for that, you need to come out of slavery. We need to come out of the way we're used to experiencing life and move into Eretz Yisrael. Move into the promised land, a place where everything starts to be revealed. So now we understand. These two names, Havai and Elohim, are opposite. This is the revelation. One is the source of revelation, and the other one is the source of concealment. And yet, one is Hashem, one is light revealed. That's just Kevavke Havaya. And the other one is light concealed. That's Elohim. In truth, they're really one. But they're different. They express themselves as differently. differently. But in truth, on a higher level, they're really one. So really it says, I can experience Hashem from my own physical life. As it says, Hashem says, let's make man in our image. And we're made in the divine image. And so the kaichas of nefesh, from the kaichas of our nefesh, from how we experience life and our own kaichas, we get to understand Hashem. So tell me something about Hashem. I don't really understand how he feels or functions. Watch yourself. Analyze yourself. And you'll see how, and you'll know about him. Because in Kaichuk and Nefesh, there's the Kaichuk of Giri and the Kaichuk of Hagbala and Esther. In your own life, there's stuff that's revealed and there's stuff that's concealed. And you have the ability to reveal or to conceal. You know how to do that too. You know, well, tell me this. No, I know how to reveal it. I know how to tell what I tell you what I want to tell you. I also know how to not tell you what I don't want to tell you. We know how to do that. So we can relate to when Hashem reveals certain things and conceals certain things. That's what we're dealing with in the world today, right? That's what's happening in the news. Certain stuff is being revealed that used to be concealed. Not such nice stuff. But what's really happening is that's telling us that some unbelievably, incredibly good stuff that normally was concealed is also now being revealed. It's, it's working both ways. Like the Kaich of Seichel, the Haskell So if you have an ability to think, where does it come from? Kaich in your nefesh. It's a Kaich 
on all kinds of intellectual revelations. You have this kayak within you to tune into an enormous amount of knowledge and awareness. You have it in you. You have access to this. And it all comes down from Kayach Hamatzko, as is known. And there's the Kayach of Revelation. Reveal what? You have the ability to reveal. Yeah? What should I reveal? You do have the ability to reveal all kinds of wisdoms. You do. That's why you were given a brain. To reveal wisdom. You have access to it. And you also have the Kayachal Bala. You have the ability to limit ideas. Not just reveal everything, but limit what you reveal. And what you even tune into. Because, as is known, Kosecho, Vesvar Behechwe Shiyagvul, Vispashusu, Zaad, Hoatava, Vitavva. Because every idea has to be, um, it has, it has to be limited in how much it can expand. Um, you know, it can go this far and not further. That, that's also, otherwise the world would just kind of explode with unlimited knowledge and it would just blow open the world, sort of. So, so imagine that there's a concept that will open up too much. Um, kind of going to be too much for the world. I'm going to say, that's what we experience by all the stuff we're hearing. It's kind of too much for our system. Oh my goodness, I didn't want to hear that, that, and that. And when, even when we're talking about in concept of Kedusha, of holiness, it's like, oh my goodness, this is so deep, it's blowing my mind. You know, it's, whoa, I can't deal with it. So our brain has the ability to, to limit, and our, our nefesh does. Um, if it expands too much, um, you know, it can expand into something that's not true. And also, when you add several opinions, um, you know, there are different opinions of things, like as far as, is there, like, is it good, is it bad? <laughs> That's what's going on today, too. You hear all this stuff. Is this true? Is it not true? Should I believe it? Should I not believe it? What should I do? We have that ability to limit it. Wait, so should I let this change my life? Should I ignore it? You know, the masculine way is more just ignore it until it's absolutely proven true. And the feminine way is, Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. You know what I just heard? Oh, what do I do about that? This is so, right? So the feminine instinct will <coughs> take in new ideas just almost without a filter and the masculine instinct will reject ideas almost without a filter. Just like, yeah, I don't know what it came from and I don't know if I can trust them. Forget it. Garbage. But there needs to be both the ability to limit it, etc. Because otherwise, how do you know what to do? Um, and you have to know in order to you have to know what is true and what is not true do I change my life based on what I just saw in the video or do I not change my life on this, based on that 
So there needs to be that limiting process. So when it comes to the Mashpia Makabo, it has to be that the Mashpia, he has to conceal his, his thoughts, um, because otherwise his students in Makabo will just completely shut down, will not understand, will just not be able to get what his Mashpia is saying to him. Because the Mashpia, it has the essence of the idea. It's too concentrated for the Makabo. So the Mashpia has to conceal the essence of his thoughts and only give his students a little piece of it. Taylor made. Otherwise, the whole thing won't work. And so he has to limit his seichel, that he shouldn't expand it too much, so that his, his, his students in the Kabul should be able to receive it. Otherwise, either the, the Makabal will fall asleep, become upset, reject it, not understand it, you know, a whole bunch of things that can happen. Yeah, let's see, You have to, when you are teaching someone, you always have to adjust what you're saying to the student. Otherwise, you lost them completely. So it comes out that there's this ability to limit the thought. It's called Kayach Hagbala. The ability to limit things. Um, and then there's also the Kayach itself. What is the Kayach So there's the ability to limit the thought. You know, dumb them down, limit them, just, just give a little piece of it. That we have. What is the Kayach That's probably the opposite. So the Kayach is the revelation of the thought to really um, think into things. Uh, every thought, every, you know, idea, from there, there's also the Kayach so the Kayacha Maskil has, it's a place of kind of unlimited, um, primordial, undifferentiated thought. But when it's going to drop down one thought into your brain, into your Chachma, it's going to limit it into a specific thought. It goes from this pool of unlimitedness down into a thought drops down into your Chachma. One, and it's limited. And so the same thing with Chachma, Chesed and Gvura. There's Chesed and Gvura actually in Kayachamatsu. Remember, Kayachamatsu is, it's, we could say, according to my simple understanding, kind of this pool of infinite thoughts, infinite knowledge that every one of us has access to. In, and your unique Kayachamatsu. There's chesed and gvura in it. There's just let it flow. And there's just hold it back. There are both those instincts in it. Because from the level of chesed, that causes these thoughts to be revealed. And from the level of gvura, that causes the thoughts to be limited. You know, 
just this thought and not that. So when your Kachamasu is going to, so to speak, send a specific thought into your Kachma, it just went through Gvura. Just limit it to one. But on the other hand, your Kachamasu, why should it release anything? So then it needs Kachamasu. Like, come on, just let it go. Come on, release some thoughts. Come on, help. I need, you know, for instance, think about, when we think about ourselves, I, you know, I need some help. I need, I need thoughts. So we reach up, so to speak, into our Kaichamasko. Imagine this conversation like, hey, Kaichamasko, could you send me down some thoughts, ideas, etc.? I need to know how, what, I, I need, I need a bigger perspective. Imagine the Kaichamasko says, sorry, no, I'm sorry, I really, I'm not releasing anything now. He said, no, 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 please, come on, just let it go. He said, no, no, no. Stop being so gordic, you know, chill, let it go. Just use your power of chesed. So there is this power of chesed in Kachamatsu, says, okay, fine. And so to speak, let's go of a thought. I mean, I'm making it into a bit of a cartoon, but so to speak. That's the chesed, like, fine, okay, let it go. Go, 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 okay, fine, take it off. The Kachamatsu says, but only this and not that. So you shouldn't overwhelm the person. Shouldn't overwhelm your own brain. And so we're almost at the end of this particular paragraph, but we'll stop there. The example of this we understand from two names of Havaya and Elohim. That Havaya and Elohim is the Kayach of Gili and the Kayach of Gvul. It's Hashem as he decides to reveal himself. You know, let it go. Just reveal yourself. Reveal your life. And, and Elohim is Hashem is saying, no, 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 limit it. He uses both. The chesed, the kei. reveal yourself in the world and you see miracles. Elohim is, limit, 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 limit. So that you have a world. They're both there in Hashem. And they both come from the same place. Or ein saif at musa Hashem's infinite light, or insight. And just like the Kayach of Gili, the ability for Hashem to reveal himself, is, is Shem Havaya. He reveals himself. Where does it come from? Asmus or insight. Because the light that's clinging to its source, and it's like it, it's like the light that's very much like its source and clinging to its source. But, right, and so there's Hashem, you know, very close to the source of light. There's that, when Hashem says, I'll reveal myself, I'll reveal my light. I'm going to let it go, reveal my light. But then Hashem also has the ability to limit himself and contract himself and conceal himself. And that's when he calls himself Elohim. That also comes from Atmos or insight. It's his ability to limit. As it says, or insight, who Shlemusa, the Kulak, Shem Shiyeshla Kaifu, the Vilti, Shem Yeshla Kaifu. Hashem has both abilities. 
he can just reveal himself fully if he wants. He can also limit himself fully if he wants. And he wants to do both. And he has it exactly measured at any given moment how much to reveal and how much to conceal. And what we're experiencing in the world right now is, it looks like, on the one hand, he's revealing way more than he ever did before. And how do you see it? It sounds ridiculous, but it's called WikiLeaks Lahavdil. It's called all of the secrets, the political secrets of the world have all been declassified. And it's all available. This is unprecedented in all of history. It was never done before. It wasn't possible to do it before. Even if all the deepest political secrets were revealed, how many people would see them? Three? How do you, how is it possible for the whole world to be able to find out all the deepest political secrets and all the plans and all the this and all the that of all the governments all at the same time? Called technology. That's obviously from Shane Yudkevovke, Havaya, in which Hashem says, let's reveal it. So we see we're in a time of intense revelation of Havaya. Let's reveal it. Let's just tell them everything. Let's open up the treasure chest and just tell them everything. And that's a derivative of Hashem opening up the treasure chest. And those are the ugly secrets. But that's a derivative of Hashem opening up the treasure chest of the holy secrets and telling us everything. What we're learning in this mimer are intense holy secrets that are WikiLeaks. You know, it's it's declassification of this secret information that was only for big tzaddikim. And we're learning it. It's being exposed to us. It's being revealed to us. And it wasn't ever before. When Hashem decides to do that, he does it as Havaya, Yudke Vavke. He's in the mood to reveal. And that's what's happening in the world today. On the other hand, it's balanced out by a concealment. Life looks so dark, that's intense concealment. Shem Elohim seems worse. The world looks more concealed than before. Not just, you know, it's okay, regular world. It's just a dark, ugly, disgusting world. Plus, plus, all the political stuff. Everything's shutting down. No freedom of speech and no this. And everybody's locked on lockdowns. And, like, everything's just limited, concealed, shut down. It's two complete contradictions. Because just opening up all the floodgates and giving us all the secrets, the spiritual, the beautiful spiritual uh, secrets, they're all totally available to anybody who wants them. And the ugly political secrets, they're also Lahavdil, become available for anybody to want to, to have them. At the same time, you see this balancing power that may be coming from the darkness of the world of everyone's in lockdown. You can't move from here to there. Every, no freedom of speech and no freedom of movement and no freedom and you can't go across the border and you can't. This is all this stuff. So you see two total contradictions happening at the same time, which makes it part of the interesting thing of being in this, going into Yemais Mashiach.
so we're saying um um as we're saying um is it what you said Hashem is revealing and concealing at the same time just like Hashem has this kind of bleak so again Hashem is doing the same thing both at the same time so this is the Indian and here we come to the end of Shein Elohim that's the limiting instinct of Hashem in our insight that's when Hashem wants to limit even conceal he appears as Elohim within the world so if Shein Elohim is is really Atmos Arinsaith Mamish just like Yud Shein Havaya Yutsevavke where Hashem just reveals and Shein Elohim it's both from the same place when he reveals himself and when he conceals himself one is Shein Havaya he reveals himself and he reveals all the secrets and Shein Elohim he conceals himself and he conceals all the secrets they both come from the same place. So if that's the case, so if they're really both from the same place, well, here's the clincher. You can't, we can't really say that Shein Elohim is, is hiding Shein Havaya. This is an important thought. We're saying they both come from the same place. Um, you know, Whatever it is, let's say there's one mint that mints all the money. So the American dollar and the, the Mexican peso, they're both minted by the same, in the same place. So you can't say they're really, on one level they're different. On the other level, they're like, hmm, they're coming from the same place. If Shem Abai and Shem Elohim is Hashem, as he just, he decides, I'm going to reveal myself, I'm going to kill myself. You can't say that one is going to hide the other. You can't say that the world is really, Shem Elohim is really hiding Shem Avayim. Because the essence of something, they both come from the essence. And here is the clincher. The essence of something cannot hide the essence of something. Hashem's essence cannot hide Hashem's essence. I'll repeat. Hashem's essence cannot hide Hashem's essence. Really in truth, he is Shem Havaya is from Hashem, from his essence. And he is Shem Elohim is from his essence. So his essence really in truth cannot hide his essence. It can act as if, but in truth it cannot. Which means in very basic terms, if we say, well, in this world I can't see miracles. Yes, we can. Because his miraculous part is from the same place as his concealed part. So this world really doesn't have to hide his miracles. Just like a person can't hide himself, and as it says in the Shulchan Arachayim about covering your head, it doesn't help. If a person is supposed to wear a yarmulke, a kippah, it doesn't actually help to, let's say he wants to make a bracha and he doesn't have a head covering. Putting his hand over his head doesn't help. 
because it's just you're putting yourself on your hand is part of you so your hand a head covering is something it's not you can't cover yourself with yourself you need to cover your head with your sleeve if you want something like that so um Shem cannot really hide himself because the essence of something cannot hide the essence. And so it's understood above. The name Elohim is Atmos Arinsai that in truth does not hide Shem Havaya. The physical world does actually, actually does not conceal the miracles. It doesn't. It appears to feels like it, but it really doesn't. They net the myelin master of Very simple, because by definition, the essence of something cannot hide the essence of something, and they're both from the essence. And that is why, and here is the clincher. Remember the part that says, Yadaita, you should know that Havaya is Elohim. That's why it says Havaya and Elohim are one. Because they're both Atmos are in sight. And they're not opposites. They feel like opposites, but they're not. Because the name Elohim, it, it is Hashem as he, you know, contrasts himself as we said. But in truth, in truth, it appears to conceal the world, Shemelachim, appears to conceal Hashem's miracles, but in truth, it does not. And therefore, and we'll finish that here, when we have this mitzvah, the Yadaita, Hayom Shabbatza, Elavavcha, Kevayu Elakim, know that Avayu Elakim, we wouldn't be able to know it unless it were true. And here, the Rebbe Rashad has proven to us that it is absolutely true. They are one and the same. They act as if they hide each other, but in truth, they don't. And this, to end off, this opens up for us as we are in this crucial phase of history, in Tavshin Pei Aleph, when we will, in the year of Plus or Enu, when we will see unbelievable wonders. The darkness that we see in truth will not and cannot hide the tremendous wonders of the miracles of Hashem. Plows are more than this love. They can't hide it. And what what we're experiencing with all the insanity and the darkness and the shutdowns and the lockdowns and and the confusion and, and the revelation of Corruption and all that stuff. What we're experiencing is emerging, us coming to the ability to actually know in every fiber of our being that the world and the miracles are one and that miracles can be revealed in the world, will be revealed in the world, are being revealed in the world. And this will bring us to an entirely different way of knowing and understanding Hashem. And from that knowledge, 
we will be able to know Hashem and to lead the whole world to know Hashem in the most profound way. And that explains why this mimer was said in the winter of Tafresh Nun Zion. Just before the third generation, the Rebbe Rashad, the Friedrich Rebbe, and then the third generation, the three generations to usher in the Geula were about to come together. This mimer was said just before that, and this mimer was said just before the revolution of the establishment of Tamchet Simen, which would open up the ability of the world to know this truth, that Havaya Zalakim, that every single person in the world, yidden and non-yidden Lahaka, would be able to know Hashem. And as and to end off, as the Rambam says, the occupation of the entire world will be nothing other than to know Hashem. From like via Daitan, to know Hashem. Every single non-Jew will want nothing other than Das via Daita of Hashem. And as it says, so who will teach them? Yisrael Yuchachamim Zerim, the Yidden will be very, very wise because we will have learned these secrets of Syria since Tafreshna and Zion and before. It's the time of the Altarebbe, since the time of Maishrabim. Yisrael Yuchachamim Zerim, we will be very wise, Chachamim Zerim. The Yidden Zvarim Hasumim, we will know very great deep hidden secrets, Fikayachadim. We will be able to plumb the depths of the deepest secrets to the fullest of human capability. And bring this wisdom and this knowing in a very deep, user-friendly way to the entire world. And this will be more powerfully and more quickly through our connecting ourselves as powerfully as we can to Mashiach Tikkenu and the Tairasasha Mashiach so that we, we, we will be able to, seconds from now, please God, Find ourselves in Yemaisa Mashiach with the Gili of the Gula Mitzvah Shlema and the Beis Hamikdash Shlishi. May it be immediately now.